Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Olivia O'Neill and I talked about how S is for my favorite film of all time, Sister Act 2. We chatted about the iconicness of Lauren Hill and Tanya Blount, how singing does not pay the bills, and what Beyonce would look like teaching in our dream high school. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi, Olivia. How you doing? Hi, I'm fantastic. Yay! I'm so excited to have you on here, not only because you are ridiculous, you're one of my very good friends, but I know that you have a huge affinity for Sister Act 2 that we're going to get into. This is very true. This is very true. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So, (laughs) before we dive into our topic at hand, I always like to ask our guests if they remember how we met each other or how we know each other. Do you remember? Um, I I remember how we know each other, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we know each other from our previous place of employment, mm-hmm. um, where we were the dynamic duo of coworkers <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> at Bonobos.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember a ton from the first day we met, but I do mm-hmm. remember the first day we met because we sat across from each other. So we were like locking eyes the entire day. And, you know, I was trying to make things not awkward and I knew I was making things awkward. <laughs> but Yeah, it was it, it, that first day was weird because it was like my first ever like job out of college. And um, you did introduce me to all the plants in the office by name, which was mm-hmm. very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, you were just looking at me with those big baby blue eyes. And I just said, I'm going to love this girl. She has bangs and eyes. You know something that's weird, like when you meet somebody after seeing their like work or their Mm -hmm. portfolio, because Mm -hmm. I had seen your portfolio during the interview process, I always feel weird where I'm like, I know more about you than you know about me. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you read my diary. Yeah, I felt that way. That's how I always feel when I meet people that like don't know me, but like I know their work or I know of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. I always feel like I know too yeah you were probably like ah yes this tracks of this gay boy who designs things with butts on them (laughs) yes he's wearing short shorts and a cut off sleeve tee on his first day of a big boy job (laughs) i know i I wanted to yeah yeah you know i had to um have a bit of a learning curve of how to actually navigate a corporate job um and we're still learning yeah exactly And I will say, we, um, yeah, like you said, we quickly became like the dynamic duo. We became like basically like an Abbott and Costello <laughs> of like our whole floor and of like the whole company. The whole where, office. The whole office. Um, it was just like yak, yak, yak. Um, <laughs> and like it, it was pretty crazy because when I got there, our floor was a pretty quiet floor. And then cut to a couple months later, it was not a quiet floor. <laughs> no, no. I We were yelling across the room, not just to each other, but to other people, probably inappropriately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's and, fine. and it was always weird questions of like, does Kristen Bell need bangs or no bangs? You know, I'm always a stand for bangs. I know, I know. I mean, that, that's... And what Kristen Bell! I know, you look you look like her, and we'll probably talk about it I somehow. I love her. I know. I love her so much. So, we're diving into Sister Act 2, which everyone listening knows that that is my all-time favorite movie, and um, you also share this affinity for it, um, to the point where um, we were at a rooftop party for fourth of july and we started singing eyes on the sparrow (laughs) to each other (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. yes that i mean how could we not tanya blount tanya blount 
Ugh, and we'll She's get legendary. Into all of it. Oh yeah, yeah everyone's legendary yeah. in that. Um, I, have, I have lots of thoughts on that song. <laughs> good, good. Um, so, what um, was your like first exposure to this film, this masterful film? So it's hard to again, it's hard to pinpoint a singular mm-hmm. moment or certainly a first time watching this film. Pretty much because I feel like it was my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like it encompassed so much of my childhood that that I couldn't pick one one thing something that I do remember doing a lot in the times of blockbuster Mm -hmm. as we remember Mm -hmm. first of all this film came out 1993 I checked so I was too small to have watched it when it first came out (laughs) so somehow my little non-internet self found the film Mm -hmm. and it was probably at Blockbuster, and it was one of those movies where I would go back and rent it again and again and again mm-hmm. from Blockbuster. Ugh. It was that and Bye Bye Birdie. Those were my two big ones. Ooh, you went from Whoopi Goldberg to Anne Margaret, both um, both divas in their field. Opposites. <laughs> divas, <but> opposites. <laughs> yeah, that I first saw it like when it was like. It was randomly on like TBS at like 2 p.m. in the yeah. afternoon. And I think I, I was either like sick or it was like the summer. And I was just plopped in front of the TV. And um, I think I just saw Whoopi Goldberg in a nun's habit. And I was like, what's going on here? But I definitely saw it, saw Sister Act 2 before seeing Sister Act, like the original oh, Sister yeah. Act. That was actually going to be my question because mm-hmm. I definitely saw Sister Act before I saw Sister Act 2. <gasps> and I remember being like, oh my gosh, there's a Sister Act 2. Yeah. And I, it might also be my introduction to Lauren Hill. I'm not sure mm-hmm. that I knew of Lauren Hill before this movie. Well, I don't think a lot of people did because this was like her first big thing. And, and then I believe she went to the Fugees and then she like became Lauren Hill. Um, cause before this movie, I believe she was just like on that, like all my children or days of our lives or something. She was like a soap actress. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And then oh, she kind that. of like blossomed here. Um, but, oh my God, I was just obsessed with this movie because as a kid, cause I was like, it was like a school movie and there was like really talented singing, but then there was also this like hidden identity thing from like that they carried over from the first sister act to the second sister act. Mm -hmm. But my God, it has, it has something for everybody. It does. It's a coming of age movie. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a coming into yourself movie. It's a comedy. It's a whodunit. whodunit. Someone dies at the end. It could be a murder mystery. I don't know that we ever see Mr. Crisp after he gets locked in that closet. I mean, we all know that he does not make it out alive. He gets crispy, if you will. Um, So I think maybe we just start diving in with just a little bit of a brief synopsis for the two people who have never seen this movie. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this movie, and not had they not only had they never seen it, they had never heard of it. Boo! And you exiled them to an island of yeah. dimwittedness. That's when it became a murder mystery. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no long, never to be heard from again. So, yeah. Sister Act Two starts with um, Whoopi Goldberg as Dolores Van Cartier, obviously. Um, and she is coming off of the success of um, forming this famous choir in the first sister act where she's like undercover from like witnessing a, a murder and then she hides in a convent. And then, of course, what do you do? You teach the nuns to sing. Um, that's basically Sister Act 1 in a nutshell. And then she becomes very yeah. famous for it. <laughs> yeah. Sister Act 2 starts with her in Vegas having this like Vegas residency show. Um, starts, I would say, starts off real strong with, like, this amazing medley of, like, all these, like, songs and fabulous dance moves and costumes. And it's, like, a great show. Mr. Postman, yeah. Mr. Postman with that sexy little postman with the tiny shorts. Incredible. Yeah, uh, sexual awakening. Level. I know. Yeah, for some reason I was like, hmm, I'll keep watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um... It turns out that the uh, two or three sisters 
that were like her friends in the first movie come to see her uh, because they are teachers at like the Catholic school and the Catholic school is in trouble. And so they need um, Sister Mary Clarence, or the, the, who's the alias of Whoopi Goldberg, to come back and like teach the kids and like um, and kind of revitalize the school. Great. So she like begrudgingly agrees because Maggie Smith guilts her into it. Um, and then um, I love yes. the the fact that they're like. They're like, our school is going to close. The only thing we can do is to get this Vegas headliner, not showgirl, headliner, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. back to come and teach a music class. That's yes. going to save the whole school. It's going to save the school and inspire the kids. Yeah. Um, and so um, she goes back undercover as Sister Mary Clarence, Whoopi Goldberg does. And of course, she's hilarious. The the other professors don't know what to do with her. She has hijinks of not really being a nun and not knowing the stuff and everything. Great. So she enters the classroom, and it's a mess in there. The kids are are screaming. The desks are all array. Like no one's paying any attention. They're doing like rap battles against each other. Great, amazing. We love it. Um, this is in San Francisco. Somehow the ceiling is covered with balls of paper. Yes. So we learn that um, Whoopi cannot get a handle on this um, on this class because um, they call this the kids call this class a bird course, which means that be, to quote uh, Lauren Hill, we call it a bird course because we fly right through it. So basically, none of the kids want to actually do anything, and they've, yeah, they've ripped up the uh, music books and, like, spitballed them on the ceiling. Great. So, Whoopi Goldberg is not having any of this. Um, she tries to, like, get them in line. Doesn't really work. She comes back. They pull a prank on her. She sticks to the seat. Like, all these hijinks of teacher students not getting along. So... What happens is that Whoopi Goldberg kind of like lays down the law and is like, hey, this is what's going to happen. I will fail every single one of you. I don't care. You just have to pay attention to me. And so she teaches them like a mantra of like, um, if you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. And she's like, they're repeating it in like this like rote memorization way. And then one girl just says, hey, sister, can we liven this up a bit? And Whoopi Goldberg goes, if you think you can. And so <laughs> then she starts singing a version of like, if you want to be somebody. And it's fierce. And then another girl harmonizes with it. They all break into song. And then Whoopi Goldberg's like, ah, the one thing I know how to do in the Catholic religion, I will form a choir out of them. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rita... Uh, played by uh, Rita Watson, played by the amazing Lauren Hill, is like, nah, I don't have time for this. I, don't, I have problems with authority. I'm not going to respond to you. I'm going to leave the class and not be a part of anything you're doing. Um, and then do you want to explain the moment where we learn about Lauren Hill's quote unquote secret talent? So our, our favorite scene, is this your yes. favorite scene too? It's one of so them, yeah. So the little, I can't remember her name, but the little redheaded nun who is adorable. And mm -hmm. honestly, we don't see enough of in this movie. Um, we see a lot more of her in the first movie. Mm -hmm. She is walking down the hall and like comes in, like hears piano playing and singing from uh, one of what I'm assuming is like a practice room. Mm -hmm. um, goes into the practice room, Tanya Blount singing beautifully, mm -hmm. Lauren Hill on the piano and there, she is singing this song, Eye on the Sparrow, and Lauren Hill saying, like, you've got the real talent, like, you, you've got enough talent to make it, like, I'll never make it kind of thing. And Tanya's like, what are you talking about? You can do it, girl. And Lauren gets her chance at the song, mm -hmm. and it is incredible. And let me tell you, as a child and an adult, because mm -hmm. I, in, in preparing for this podcast, I watched the movie probably four or five times. Good, good. Um, <laughs> Just because why not? Mm -hmm. And uh, and I still go back 
And I replay that scene over and mm-hmm. over again. Like I'll watch the whole scene, rewind, watch it again, rewind, watch it again. Um, but it's an amazing song, amazing scene. Essentially, it comes to like the the what doesn't the redheaded woman is like, oh my gosh, you're so incredible, and mm-hmm. she's like, ah, go away. And yeah. you know, I never, I think I related a lot more to Lauren Hill when I was like an annoying teenager. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, Lauren, like, chill, okay? Like you're <laughs> you're gonna be fine. <laughs> She's so angsty in this movie. She's she's got a lot of a lot of emotions, and that kind of like comes to the head where the redheaded uh, her name is Sister Mary Lazarus, I believe. Oh no, Sister Mary That's Robert. Why. Sister Mary Robert. They're all Sister Mary okay. something. Um, so one of the Sister Marys comes all? comes to Whoopi Goldberg and is like, "This girl Rita Lauren Hill, believe it or not, mm-hmm. is an amazing singer. Like, can you believe?" Um, so like. Whoopi, you need to like get her into the choir. Like she has potential. She's just lost. And Whoopi's like, oh, fine. So then she she goes to Lauren Hill and is like, hey, I have no time for your attitude. But if you wake up in the morning and you can't think of anything but singing, then you're supposed to be a singer. Because she has yeah. that like realization of like, oh, this girl's got it. And she has a passion for it, but she doesn't have like the drive. Or I feel like she's maybe been broken down by her mother to think that she can't be a big star. Uh, mother played and, by Shirley Ralph. Yes. And she clearly has, like, some, like, we don't really learn that much about her dad other than mm-hmm. that her dad, like, tried to, like, sing in whatever, like, singing. It seems, you get the vibe that, like, singing was the downfall of either yeah. her father or mm-hmm. her parents' relationship or something. Mm-hmm. So there's clearly, like, a lot of unresolved trauma there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. That is maybe addressed in one line during. The yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it is one of my favorite lines that we will get to um, in a minute. Yeah, um, I'm sure we will. And um, so basically, Rita has this like come to come to terms of like, oh, maybe I should try singing because I'm Lauren Hill. Um, and so then she shows up at the um, she shows up at choir oh no wait before this so Whoopi Goldberg is like hey I'm gonna start a choir and she has all of the students line up and be like what can you do and so they all take turns singing Mary Had a Little Lamb which (laughs) is also a fantastic scene where um two kids are rapping Mary Had a Little Lamb um one uh Tanya Blount again is is Mm -hmm. like belting it out because she's Tanya Blount hello of course and um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg even says, you saved that lamb's life. No lamb chops tonight, Tanya Blount. Um, and then one of my favorites is that um, the actress who plays Maria, whose name is, let's see, Alana Ubach, who is also the um, brunette friend in Legally Blonde. Um, she, uh... it, yeah, right? I had no idea. She. She um, does not know Mary Had a Little Lamb. She didn't grow up with Mary Had a Little Lamb. Everyone's making fun of her. Whoopi Goldberg goes into this monologue of uh, kind of like a preachy moment of like, it is not Maria's fault that she does not know that Mary had a lamb. Maybe where Maria grew up, Mary had a dog or a little kitty cat or a (laughs) ball-headed brother named Bot. (laughs) It is not Maria's fault. And we're not going to hold that against her, are we? And everyone's like, yeah. Um, which is just like it encapsulates the campiness of this movie. She sings a love so boat, good. great, it's weird. Um, then Rita shows up and is like, Hey, I want to be part of the choir. Great. Then they're kind of like rehearsing for um essentially like an end of and like probably end of semester like recital for the school. And they sing This is like the montage bit where they're yeah, like also the making over bit. the music space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to mm-hmm. break do you want to talk about it from here? Where they go into the school performance, yeah. which is the other song, Oh Happy Day. This, mm. We're about to go into a musical performance of Oh Happy Day. Mm-hmm. And this is the other one where not only do I go through and I rewind it to mm-hmm. watch it like three or four times before I decide to move on with the movie. I, when little, what's his name? Oh, little Jam- uh, Amal. Amal finds his voice at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. I uncontrollably tear up oh yeah 
I, I can't, I, I, I have no way of holding back tears in that moment. It's mm-hmm. so good. So essentially it's a scene where they've been, you see them practicing, you see them like make over this music space. There's like a very nineties graffiti mural on mm-hmm. the wall of their music space. Um, and they go into a school, what looks like a school-wide performance um, of something mm-hmm. and they start, and they're very quiet and they don't really know what they're doing. And Whoopi's like, Whoopi's like, no, we're not going to do this. So they go into their warm up again, mm-hmm. which is the like, the, the, I think one of the themes that carries through the movie is this like warm up ditty that they do. Mm-hmm. And so Whoopi has them go back into the warm up. And after the warm up, they're all like ready to go. And like, we're, mm-hmm. we got this. Yeah. And you see a mall hit it out of the park. <laughs> Yeah, I would say one of like the one of the more iconic vocal performances of like cinema history is um, yeah. Amal played by Ryan Toby. He hits like a high E like at the end, like oh crazy high note that is just so iconic. And I remember hearing mm-hmm. that as a kid and being like, "What the hell is this? This is like." <laughs> It's like Mariah Carey, but he's a guy, but it's amazing. Like, I just like couldn't wrap my head around like the math and science about how that could possibly happen. It's such a good performance. It's mm-hmm. so cute. I know. I know. And even like, um, like Lizzo did a tribute to that number, the Oh Happy Day number on like the VMAs, the AMAs, like a couple years ago. And she what? like, she started like doing like, the oh happy day and like the la 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 and then she had like a robe she took it off and then it went straight into like um uh i believe it went straight went straight into juice or it went straight into truth hurts and it's like <gasps> yes yes like oh, people are recognizing God. the power of this of this movie and that song i'm going to look this up immediately after we're finished Ugh, it's so <gasps> I've good i've never heard of that mm-hmm. it's so good oh, so they perform and everyone's like oh my god amazing because it's oh my god amazing um and then um the uh, of the two friends the two sister marys are um it comes to uh pass that the school is like going to going to shut down completely um because mr crisp the new superintendent like doesn't want to deal with like the kids and the rundownness of it all and of course all the nuns are like we and have he to wants s- an early retirement he wants an early retirement mr crisp the the villain of the story boomer. i know i know um, and so the sisters are like, no, we have to save the school. How can we do that? Oh, right. Sister Mary Clarence will save everything. Um, and so what happens is they decide to enter the choir into an all state competition for, um, which is like, has a, like a grand prize of like so-and-so dollars to save the school. Um, turns out the school used to win it all the time. They fell out of it and they believe that Sister Mary Clarence, played by Whoopi Goldberg, can, um, can like bring um, this, bring the students back, um, bring the school back with this competition. So they're rehearsing, and then Mr. Crisp kind of hears that maybe Sister Mary Clarence is not who she says she is, and uh, dubs her Sister Mary Fake, which um, is not Sister great Mary writing, um, but he really leans into it in a big way. Um, Let's and... be honest, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of great writing in this movie. <laughs> No. Oh, yes. But there is some iconic writing and that gets to the point where um, the um, they enter the competition like practicing, but you have to get a parent release form uh, because they're teenagers because they're in high school. And so um, uh, Rita's mother is like very against um, Rita doing this because um, they're yet again, like you said, like singing is bad. Singing equal bad. Um, and so, um, uh, uh, Shirley Ralph sees Rita, like, rehearsing Joyful Joyful. A whole fight ensues. And then Shirley Ralph utters my favorite cadence of lines, which is, singing does not pay the bills. Singing does not put food on the table. And then, um, Rita's like, but mom. And then she says, but if you but mama me one more time. Um, and then said, your father had talent and he died trying to make it. And I'm like, Shirley <laughs> Ralph, you are really just given this performance. Because Shirley Ralph does not have like a huge role. I think she has like two scenes in that movie. 
but mm-hmm. she is milking that. But I often reference um, singing does not pay the bills. Singing does not put food on the table. Um, I try to yeah. put that in any scenario I can get my hands on. Yeah, it's definitely one of your bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. And everyone's like, huh? Um, <laughs> and so. Like the blessed few oh, yeah. understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, they better. Otherwise, I'm exiling them again. I feel like one of. I feel like Sister Act 2 was also one of the first things that we bonded over. I think so. I feel yeah. like you quoted it a few times, expecting no one to pick up on what you were saying. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I probably was like, it is not Maria's fault that that this headline is not straight. (laughs) It also may have been singing does not pay the bills. Because I remember being like, I remember like, are you quoting Sister Act (laughs) 2? And I I was. I always am. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so basically, um, Rita sneaks away, like forges her mom's signature. They sneak away to the singing competition and all the while uh, mr crisp and his like um and like the fathers of the parish who are like his like minions essentially are trying to stop the um stop them from performing because um sister mary clarence is actually dolores van cartier and it's a fake um so it kind of becomes like a game of like cat and mouse of like they're like trying to like they're chasing after each other but Whoopi Goldberg is just like getting the kids hyped up um and then uh basically what ensues is that everyone uh, the fathers see the kids and their choir robes and it's like oh it's so beautiful so they team up to like divert Mr. Crisp like away and they lock him in a closet right like we said before um then which is never really addressed in the movie either no no but it's also they lock him in a closet with a sausage um the chef of the um of the catholic school has like a like a big german sausage hello um but which is apparently supposed to like keep him in the like keep him locked in there which (laughs) no you just and then it's gone um but what happens is um the so they're about to perform and then the group the choir before them is like this very like all like very white choir like very catholic like um stereotypically catholic choir and they sing traditional yes like upright very stoic and they sing joyful joyful like joyful joyful we are and they're like uh the 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 san francisco choir is like ah no we um we're never gonna make it uh, against them. We're giving up the towel. Then Whoopi Goldberg goes into this whole thing of like, if you run every time someone does something better than you, you're gonna be running your whole life. Blah blah blah. Inspiring these kids. Inspire, inspire, inspire. Great and, life lesson. And then so all the kids are like, "Come on, guys, we can do it. We can compete." So they're like, "Okay, fine, we'll do it." Then they, um, uh, Lauren Hill goes on stage. Um, to maybe also like the third most iconic moment in this where she does like this emotional like soft interlude of joyful joyful um, in her choir robe with someone behind her doing sign language Um, very emotional I forgot (laughs) about that yes Yes. and um, it's kind of precursor because Rita sees her mother in the audience so her mother followed her to the contest and is like, Rita's like, uh-oh, I've been caught. So I better sing my heart out. And she does. She puts a riff on every single note, and we absolutely love her for that. And then um, uh, the person writing the show tells the kids to, like, take off their robes and just wear, like, their street clothes because Whoopi's like, I want everyone to be comfortable. Um, so then all the kids rush on stage and do like this, like, like, like kind of like hip hop funk version of joyful, joyful, which has like a rapping section. They put like a Jack Jackson song in there. It's just like, so good. They perform. It's so iconic. Um, That's the YouTube video that I go back to all the time. Yeah. Um, 
It's amazing, amazing. And then, spoiler alert, hey, they end up winning because how could you not after that performance? <laughs> Hello. It's truly like like early 90s hip hop, like just amazing, like everything about it, like the visuals, what mm-hmm. everyone's wearing, the riff on the original song, mm-hmm. the dancing. It's so good. Oh, it's amazing it's absolutely amazing um and then at the end everyone's like oh my god this choir is so good mr crisp you did such a good job inspiring these kids and mr crisp uh, having escaped from this closet uh barricaded by a german sausage is like but i but i and then maggie smith is just like "Mm -hmm, i told you she's great um and then rita's mother accepts her they're all happy and then um, Whoopi Goldberg really, um, reveals to the choir that she's a Las Vegas headliner. Not a Las Vegas mm-hmm. showgirl, but a headliner. That is one of my favorite lines in the movie mm-hmm. yeah. that I go back to a lot is the, I am not now, nor have I ever been a Las Vegas showgirl. I am a headliner. <laughs> <laughs> and then cut to credits. And it's them singing yeah. Ain't No Mountain High Enough, um, yeah. which is also amazing. <laughs> Yeah, like where is where does that song live? Okay, how can so, we get that song? So here's the thing, Sister Act Two, the soundtrack, which is maybe one of like the best soundtracks in film history, um, is not on any streaming platform. It only it only exists in like cassette form and like a few um, like albums. But it is not on any streaming service. And I often say that if I were to have um, three wishes from like a magic lamp, it would be um, that I could fit into any women's shoe, world peace, and that Sister Act 2 be on any streaming platform. Those are really good. Yeah. But I will say I did. I don't know how or when this happened, but I got Eye on the Sparrow <gasps> by by mm-hmm. tanya blount yes. just her not the her and lauren hill version mm-hmm. i got that on itunes like mm-hmm. m- maybe a decade ago who knows how long <laughs> and then <laughs> i don't know but it was on my phone and i would listen to it all the time and then i hadn't listened to it t- for a while and went back and it had been like removed <gasps> so oh it was God. there but it got removed it was a weird one-off version like a single off of something uh-huh. and they took it off so like I had it on my phone at one point and then it and then it left. Oh my god. The conspiracy That's Illuminati. All I know. Ugh. I just like okay, so here's here's my dream. So there are rumors about a Sister Act 3 coming out with like Whoopi, Kiki Palmer, and Bette Midler. That's kind of like the rumored cast, which hello, amazing. That'd be amazing. Um That would be amazing. I'm hoping that when if they get around to making that through like the press cycle they release all of the soundtracks on streaming like as like a as like a throwback and i good and i will happily pass away um knowing that that is there you would think where we are in late stage capitalism that we would have a sister act two song thing that we could listen to song thing album <laughs> song i like song thing song thing is good i almost said the word cd which i think ages me <laughs> your eight track yeah yeah uh, uh, so good so good and i mean obviously like the highlight of that soundtrack is or of that um movie like the audio of it is lauren hill um and like the iconicness of like that being young Lauren Hill and kind of like wow. the awakening. I remember watching that as a kid. And of course this was like years after um, it had been a thing and like years after Lauren Hill yeah. had like become a superstar. And I was literally like, how come this girl's not a star? Turns out she was <laughs> Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah. So she went on to like, do the Fugees, um, which was like a band, and then she had her se- uh, only and self-titled album, uh, "The Miseducation of Lauren Hill," which mm-hmm. I stand as like still the best album of all time. Yeah, totally, super formative for me mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Like, listened to it countless amount of times. 
Yeah, it's like, it's so good. Um, she can sing her face off. Like, her her actual mm-hmm. face is no longer on it uh, because she is rifted off. Um, but she's also, like, a really poetic rapper. She's also stunning. Yeah. It's like, yeah. ugh, I, 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 want, I want more Lauryn Hill, but I'm also, like, I'm also cool just having that one relic of, like, this goddess. Yeah, it's like Sister Act 2, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, and Lauren Hill's MTV Unplugged yes. oh. sessions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if that is all that history has of Lauren Hill two million years from now, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And hey, in two million years, Sister Act 2 will still not be on streaming. I don't think so. And I uh. still will not have Spotify. Like <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I I will say um, with Sister Act 2, so obviously there are a lot of like kids cast in this. Um, Like we said, there was the Alana Ubak who plays um, the brunette friend in Legally Blonde. The funniest one for me is that Jennifer Love Hewitt is in this movie. (laughs) Yes. Let me tell you how I made a note to mention the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt is in this movie. (laughs) Talk about it. Talk about it. She is uh, the quiet white girl with, I think, maybe one line. <laughs> yes. She has two lines, I believe. And one of them is, like, um, she's in the mirror. She probably only does have one line. She's in the mirror looking yeah. at her her in the robe right before the competition. And she says, like, to Kathy and Jimmy, it's like, can we bring this in? It does nothing for my figure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so random. It's so random. You can tell, like, even though she has no lines, even before we get to the, the like, costume alteration part, mm-hmm. that she, like, only cares about her look. She, like, mm-hmm. wears a headband. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's hilarious. And if I were her, I would be so proud of the fact that I was in this movie. I can't name another Jennifer Love Hewitt film, if I'm being honest. No, no. I can. I, the only thing I can think of with Jennifer Love Hewitt is that show on Lifetime that she did where it's, I think it's called The Blacklist, and or no, The Client List, and she plays, like, a sex worker that moves to suburbia, and then, like, drama ensues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't name another Jennifer Love Hewitt. But it's really funny, because I don't know if she can, I'm assuming she can sing, um, but I, I, I don't know. We don't we hear don't her saying. Hear her um, by herself. I, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's like, that's interesting casting, for sure. I wonder if she, like, if there is a world, an alternate universe, where there are deleted scenes from <gasps> Sister Act 2 that has either her singing. Because I I don't know if this was the first thing she was in. Because if it wasn't, then it, it would be, like, a weird casting to be mm-hmm. like, let's just not give her any screen time. Yeah. So I, I, I'm always curious about deleted scenes from this movie and what we didn't see. Um, because I feel like there would be something with her that would that would give her character a little bit more roundness. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I would love to see like a five-hour Zack Snyder cut of Sister Act Two. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I want to so learn good. so much more about all the characters. I know, I know. I want to learn more about. Okay, so obviously Shirley Ralph is kind of like having a resurgence right now with like Abbott Elementary. Um, So she plays the mom who is not um, here for Rita's dreams. Um, She, what's so funny is that she's so against. Abbott Elementary. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The the, the wise teacher. Yes, she is the wise teacher who the younger teacher, yes, looks up to. I just watched all of that. So I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. So good. So good. Um, So she's so against singing in this, which is so funny to me. Because Cheryl Lee Ralph's career, she started as a Broadway gal. She was the original Dina Jones in Dreamgirls, um, like first ever, like alongside Jennifer Holiday. And so I'm like, gosh, I want to hear Cheryl Lee sing. I like love yeah. her singing voice. But of course, in here, she has like the antagonist role where singing is not allowed. Very footloose. I wonder if they cast her for that reason. The yeah, like maybe. irony behind her being a Broadway mm-hmm. star and being the like mom who doesn't want her kid to sing. Yeah. Ugh. It's I'm I mean, sure she knew that singing doesn't pay the bills at one point in her life, so 
I mean, truly, truly. And, well, and then a tidbit about also um, the cast singing or not singing. So here's a little tidbit that when I learned kind of ruined my life in a big way. So are you prepared for this? Uh, yes. Okay. So the little redheaded nun, Sister Mary Robert, yeah. who has like oh, no. this amazing voice, amazing, like rock voice. Yeah. That is not her singing. That is not that actress singing. It is a dubbed no. like rock singer um, who sounds amazing. Um, but I will say it's it's dubbed. I can't believe that. I her in the first movie when she's finding her voice mm-hmm. when they're doing that. No, wait, that's in the second movie. Is it? Yeah, that's the teacher's rap. People oh my gosh, out, yeah, you're people right. Moving in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but when she finds her voice in like um what is that? Like um our like sweetness here below. Oh, oh yeah. Maria. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. She's so good. She's brilliant. Um, but that's not her voice, but she lip syncs the hell out of it. The first ever dragon. She really movie. does. Yeah. <laughs> Of course she's a redhead. Of course she's a redhead. Okay, so <laughs> Olivia, funny. having heard this whole synopsis and having you watched it, um, watched it five billion times in the past two days, what's like your so take? Happy. What's your takeaway to have people watch this revolutionary film? Like, what's your pitch? What's my pitch for the movie? Yeah. I, all I think you really should have to say is Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's how I sell it to people constantly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need to tell you anything about the movie. It's Whoopi Goldberg and Lauren Hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always say that um, Sister Act 2 is one of my favorite movies because it's Whoopi Goldberg teaching Lauren Hill how to sing. Yes. <laughs> Which is wild. Um, and it is wild. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Um Okay, so Miss Olivia, are you here for a little bit of a game with me? Of course. Of course, fabulous. Okay, so the title of this game is called Oh Happy Day. I wonder why. Um, So basically, what this is riffing off of is that uh, when you're in high school and a substitute comes into your class, it's the happiest day of your life because you know that you're not really going to learn anything. Yeah, you're going to watch movies or they're going to like try to teach something and it's not going to be great. So, um, I'm going to give you some celebies, and um, you have to tell me what class you would want them to sub into uh, for high school, or like what class would you want them to teach in high school? To teach, yeah. Yeah. To be a substitute teacher for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, we're starting off strong with um, the woman, the moment, maybe like the current day Lauren Hill, Beyonce. <gasps> AP Latin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just to see. Just to mm-hmm. see what she would do with that. Yeah. Well, you know, she would she would break into some like Latin hymns and like some Yeah. Some singing. Yeah, there are plenty of church songs in Latin. Yeah. Oh, that would be fabulous. That'd be so good. Okay, great. Just to watch Beyonce, like, read out of a Latin book, <laughs> yeah. I would love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. All right. It next. would summon the god. Well, of, of course. I mean, she is a god, so they all follow her anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, next one. Britney Spears. Oh, God. Like, Homek. Ooh. Like, I, I want to yeah. like, make cupcakes with her. Yeah. Like, I want her to teach me how to sew a, a, a pouch for makeup. Yeah. 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 Or like yeah. how to, how to like sew a rag to wipe off the mascara around your eyes. <laughs> yeah. I want to make one of those orange Julia smoothies with her. Yeah. Did you learn how to do that at home ec? For some reason, that was like one of our home ec recipes. <laughs> and I was like, this is not good for you or really learning how to cook. Yeah, no, my home ec class, it was like, we learned how to make like an omelet, we learned how to make like brownies, and we like sewed a pillow. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much it, except for mine, we definitely learned how to make an orange Julia smoothie. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Okay, <laughs> ne- next little celebi, Matthew McConaughey. 
Oh, sex ed for sure. <laughs> for sure. Wow. And why why would yeah, you want him to no. teach that, Olivia? Why? I mean, obviously. <laughs> Wow, that would be the steamiest. Yeah, it would be so good. <laughs> we would learn so many incorrect things. <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> and everything would be all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. Um, Michelle Obama. Oh, my goodness. Like, homeroom, just so I could talk to her. Yeah, like, get get your day started. Yeah, I just want to have, like, a conversation. I want her to, like tell me what the weather is going to be that day and like i want her to like mother me yeah yeah maybe she's our guidance counselor yeah although i feel like her 2022 look is like breaking out of that Mm -hmm. so i would maybe not want to put her in that much of a box but i still just genuinely think i would enjoy having a homeroom conversation with her i want to see her teach p.e like i just want to see her like rooting us on in like a volleyball game yeah i think that'd be that's good. true although i i wasn't like a big pe person so no I was... no me neither did I. I was picking flowers in the field really you weren't big in pe <laughs> <laughs> no can you believe it can you believe i couldn't run a mile can you believe that <laughs> couldn't either not back then oh my god now you're running everything um, okay, then last one, we'll do a bit of an Olivia's choice. So you get to pick a famousy person to come to your high school that you are now attending and teach any class. Um, do you have any guesses as to who I'm going to pick? Because I think you probably know there's one person who I would always pick in a celebrity game. Oh. Who's a celebrity in my heart. Celebrity in your heart? Is it like Peppa Pig? <laughs> who is it darren brown oh you love darren brown Uh, can you explain to the people who don't know who darren brown is because no one knows who darren brown is darren brown is in the most simplest terms a magician (laughs) (laughs) but in a more complicated sense he is a psychological illusionist i don't know he has some great specials youtube him um, but he's really cool, and I would definitely like make up a new class called Magical Education. Ooh. Or, or the Hogwartsification of public school. Yeah. And yeah. Just me, yeah. But what about like psychology? Yeah, you know, that one probably makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> but high school mag- magification is much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I would attend that high school with Britney Spears, Beyonce, yeah. Matthew Mahoney, Michelle Obama, and Darren Brown. Yeah. I would be super stoked. And I would I would be really happy to only have AP Latin, home ec, sex ed, gym, and homeroom. Magnification <laughs> as my classes. Yes, I think that's good. All right. And no that's math, all- no English, no history. No, and it's <laughs> and, and, and it's a public school. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Uh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Well, Miss Livas, we are coming to the end of this little podcast, and I do have a weekly segment where I ask my guests what they're obsessed with in a segment called Guest Obsessed. So, what have you been obsessed with recently? I have been obsessed with. And I say this very really because I spend hours and hours every day doing it. Mm-hmm. I This fall and winter, I, I, I had this goal where I was like, okay, I need to like have a creative outlet for myself when it's like a little dark and gloomy mm-hmm. inside and we're going to not be sad about it. Mm-hmm. So I picked up crocheting and knitting mm-hmm. again, which I have not done for a decade mm-hmm. and I have been making things like crazy and I'm so excited and I am in in my in my daily day-to-day life a sewist um, <laughs> of things mm-hmm. so so being able to do something that wasn't sitting in front of a sewing machine and uh, and uh, sitting on the couch mm-hmm. and watching TV and watching movies and being able to make something has been awesome and it, uh. I highly recommend it and it's 
a lot easier than I think it looks. Yeah, crocheting is a thing that I've always struggled with um, because, uh, uh, and take this as intended, I can never get the thing in the in the right hole. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think you might just be using yarn that's hard to work with when yeah, you start probably. a project. Yeah, but. It's cool. You make something out of nothing. Like you literally take a ball of yarn and a, a hook and you can make a thing out of it. It's cool. Yeah. So basically you to crocheting is Whoopi Goldberg to these kids in San Francisco. Yes. Making yes. something out of what people thought was nothing turns out to yeah. be the best choir in all of the world. Yeah. I Ugh. know that I needed, if I wanted to be somebody and if I wanted to go somewhere, that I needed to wake up and pay attention. I know. And I will say, this is probably not the first time that someone has compared you to Whoopi Goldberg. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the glasses that she has now. Yes. The little yes. ones on the view. Yes, very I tiny, tiny glasses. Very tiny. Ugh, amazing. Well, Livas, I want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Uh, but bef before we go, do you have anything that you want to like promote or like socials that you want to get out there into the world? Sure. So I, if you are into like doing outdoorsy things, I have a little business here in Boulder, Colorado, where I make, make as in sew, mm -hmm. um, and do a lot of like hand dyeing of cool outdoor fleecy things. Um, it's called Lightfoot Athletics. Um, and I have an Instagram that's at Lightfoot Athletics and a website, lightfootathletics.org. I will say that uh, if you want athletic wear, Olivia is the right person to go to because she is what we call crazy and is uh, what we also call an ultra marathon runner, um, which means that you only run marathons that are over 100 miles. What? <laughs> I only run anything over a marathon, which is anything over 26.2 miles. Yeah, but so, then you yeah, run things that are like 100 miles. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. But if that tells you anything, is that I can make a darn good fleece. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, a fleece that you'll you'll want to spend your whole life in. Ugh, that's amazing. You're wonderful. This uh, believe it or not, is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and you're one of my favorite people to talk about it with. So thank you Yay. so much for coming on this podcast with your bangs. They're baby bangs right now, kind of. I know, they'll mature. I mean, it's it's winter, so they'll mature in the spring. Yeah. Ugh, love that. And I just want to remind anyone who's listening uh, that they can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Maybe we'll make an episode about it. Also, feel free to leave a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcast because it really helps us out. All right, Olivia. I love you so much. I love you too. I miss you. Bye. Bye.